Well, hello and welcome to In the Growth Space. I'm David and I have a great episode for you today and I'm really excited to bring it to you because not only is it a an important topic, but it's it's one that actually I've experienced myself. So we're going to be talking about transitions and specifically growth transitions around businesses. Um, businesses and business owners um, oftentimes don't think about or don't even know about what their transition is going to to be for their for their business. And we're going to be talking to two professionals today in the exit planning industry. And we'll get into that just in, in just a moment. And, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them in, in just a moment. But if you're a business owner, um, this is an episode I think that's critical in your own growth journey. I think it's it's critical critical in your own growth journey uh, for a number of different reasons, and we'll get into that in the conversation. But if if you're not a business owner and you know one, would you do me a favor? Would you send this to them? This particular episode I think is paramount for the future, their future. Any business owner who has a an, a business and it's been their life, their livelihood, maybe they're a founder. In order to be able to serve their their customers, their community, their family well, they have to be able to transition well. And so that includes succession planning. It includes financial planning. It includes a whole bunch of things that we're going to talk about in this particular conversation. And if you think about it, with so many Boomers and Gen X um, popul- in the in the population who are at that what I'm going to call retirement or or maybe season transition phase right now, this is a huge huge opportunity for for growth for for all of those. So if you're in that population, if you're a baby boomer like I am, um, or in the Gen X uh, generation, pay attention to this. We have to be thinking about our transitions, and quite frankly. One of the things that came up in my sabbatical last year was the idea of and the vision for what does that look like for me personally and my and, and my thinking and planning for that. And, and you know, the reality is, as I looked into this whole industry of, of exit planning or succession planning, there's some interesting statistics that I need to share with you. And the first is that of all of the businesses that are on the market, 70 to 80% of them don't sell. And what's interesting about that is that not only don't they sell, but 75% of them who do sell, so the the 30 or 20% of them that do sell, 75% of those owners regret selling. And here's the interesting part. They regret selling because they had no personal plan. They had no vision for what their next act was going to be like. And so I think this is a, a really important topic. And I also share in this episode um, a, a little bit of my own personal journey. That One of the other statistics is that 50% of all transitions are unplanned. And, and I share a little bit about that in, in my own story, um, in, in, in my journey, uh, the succession from my father to me in the business. So I'm talking with uh, two gentlemen today, um, Sean Gibbon, and Sean is with uh, JFS Wealth Advisors. He is a wealth advisor, and um, he emphasizes forward-thinking uh, advice and, and guides his, uh, his clients towards achieving their financial goals 
because he helps them to think about um, these topics and he coaches entrepreneurial business owners to really fill their financial gaps and to make sure that they're growing their business's value and then optimizing their eventual transition. Uh, he works with a, a team of uh, highly adept and experienced professionals at JFS. And um, he is also the president of the Pittsburgh Exit Planning Institute chapter. Um, the other person that we're gonna be talking with is Lou Colella. Lou is the president of uh, JFS Wealth Advisors in the pr president of the advisor services at JFS Wealth Advisors. And he started in his career in uh, as being a CPA in the accounting world. And so he comes from the financial um, background and, and most of his clients were multi-generational businesses and privately owned. And then he left the CPA world and he became uh, the CFO of a, of a company, uh, a hundred year old business. And it was, he was the first non-family executive um, in that company. And he was leading succession and, and leadership team succession um, in that organization. And then he was also helping to get ready the third and fourth generations to take over in that particular business. He also is uh, not only, as I said, just a president of the uh, advisor services at JFS, um, but he, he's also living out this idea of transitioning. So that's why Sean is on the, the, the call as well. He's transitioning his role to the next generation. And um, at JFS Wealth Advisors, um, he and his team have four certified exit planning advisors um, in the organization. And uh, that includes Lou. And what they do is they help their clients to really prepare to transition to their next acts. And um, I think this is such an important topic and I am so grateful to be able to get into this conversation with both Lou and Sean today. So let's get into that conversation right now. Well, hey guys, welcome to In the Growth Space podcast, man. Um, so great to have you both uh, here today. Great to be here, David. Thanks, David. Yeah, you know, I think this is an important topic uh, for all business owners because, um, you know, I, I was at the uh, the, the inaugural um, uh, Exit Planning Institute chapter uh, kickoff, and there was a statistic that just really struck me hard that. 75% uh, of the business owners who sell or transition regret it after they've done so because they really didn't have any, um, any personal plan and, and they, they really didn't have an exit plan. And so I think this exit planning topic is such an important topic, but I guess we got to start with what is exit planning in the first place? And, you know, let's start there. I don't know. I'll leave it up to you guys to fight over who gets the, the first first go. <laughs> Sean always gets the first go. All right, Sean. <laughs> You're out, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> so exit planning just in itself, I, there's some definitional things we need to get out of the way. So first of all, it's a process, not an event. It's a conscious effort to grow enterprise value. Mm -hmm. uh, with the efficient conversion of that ownership into personal financial freedom and peace of mind. Mm. Okay. It's a good business strategy and it's the biggest 
driver of wealth creation and realization for business owners. Mm, so yeah. it's 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 important not only for the future you but current you because mm. doing the right things to prepare a business for exit are also the things that make it more valuable and more profitable in present time. Yeah, yeah I'm on to that David if I could yeah, if go I ahead. could yeah, exit it exit planning um in our mind we translate that to be transition planning yeah okay? good good, so good. Yeah. exit kind of indicates the end but right. really um business owners that are trying to grow value in their business mm-hmm. are trying to grow a sustainable business but the founder or the second generation owner operator is eventually going to transition out of it right you know to build a business that you know, withstands the test of time means beyond one lifetime, yeah, maybe forever. You know, mm-hmm. so it's really transition planning. Um, transition yeah. planning um, from an owner's perspective that accomplishes the owner's next act plan, one leg of the stool, their personal financial freedom, two legs of the stool, yeah. and the transition of the business at a value that makes those things happen and also creates sustainability for their customer base and their employee base. So it's really yeah. transition planning. That's why we say it's yeah. good business strategy. It's, it's business strategy. Yeah. I like the way you you reframe that and, and really for, for, for us to think about it differently because um, you know, I, I, you know, to your point, Lou, you know, exit does sound like, Hey, it's the end, you know, but really transition is, you know, we're, we're handing it off or transitioning. And I, I honestly, I think that that's probably one of the more important things as a leader of a business, not, you know, not even just a, a business owner, but as a leader, we have to be, be thinking about transitioning because as, as we grow as leaders and as we move on and move in, you know, in our own leadership, we're transitioning all the time. And so I think that that mindset is, is really important. You know, something you said, Sean, that, that struck me a moment ago, and, and that is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's about how it's, it's about a journey and it's not really about an event. And so why do you think it's important then for a, you know, a, a business owner to have uh, at least an idea of kind of w- what they might want to do, you know, after they begin this transition or as they begin that transition? So what uh, what they would want to do after the transition, as in like a next yeah. act plan? Yeah, yeah, next act. Yeah, I like I like that phrase. Yeah, next act plan. Yeah, yeah. So so you brought up uh, um, the statistic earlier: seventy five percent profoundly regret. Right. Yeah, yeah. The reason why most of these those people profoundly regret selling their business. Isn't because they didn't make enough money or, you know, it it wasn't successful. It's because they didn't have act two or three planned, right? Right, They were maybe running away from something, but not running towards something. Mm, So, so for us, one of our, you know, one of the things we really focus on with, with our clients and our owners is whether it be retirement, whether it be, flipping a business, you got to have something lined up that you're going to do next. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, there's only so many rounds of pool, so many That's rounds right. of golf, 
That's right. How many times you can clean out the garage before you start driving your wife nuts and she says, go out and get another job, right? Yeah, so, exactly. <laughs> well, and, and you know, and David, it, it, and, and your channel in the growth space. Yes. Really is directly related to your question. It it, is. We as individuals mm -hmm. should always be thinking about what's next. How are we going to grow? 100%. You know, so uh, how do I grow from, you know, in the old days when I was a staff accountant, how do I grow from that job into the managerial job, into the partner job, into the CFO of a company job? Yeah. I mean, it's like, what's next? How do I want to continue to grow? And in order yeah. to grow, you have to backfill right. that which you're doing with people that are just starting. So this transition yeah. is really the enabler for growth. Man, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Lou, because you're so right. And I think that, you know, um, it thinking about how we're going to continue to grow and how we're going to continue to move into the future, I think is really important for all of us as human beings, you know, and, and um, it's so funny, Sean, as you, as you were sharing, you know, in my mind, I have an uncle who has retired three times and in, and he's still working. And I think he's, I don't, I don't even know how 83, maybe something like that, but he told me one time, David, I can only play so much golf. I mean, honestly, that's, it, it's, there's only so much you can do. And, and then you kind of get tired of that too. So, so Lou, to your point, you know, growing in, you know, constantly growing is, is so important. So, you know, as, as you think about um, this idea of succession and succession planning um, as, as a journey and not an event, what do you think prevents but most business owners from actually engaging in this, you know, this, this practice. And I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Lou, well, I, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll dive into this first and see what I trigger uh, in, in, in Sean's mind. Um, there are several things. First of all, I think the way we frame it, you know, mm. if we say exit or retirement, right. it's the end. Yeah. Human beings don't like to think about the end. One of the challenges as wealth advisors that we have every day is to get people to plan their estate. Yeah. Right. The end. Right. Yeah. People hate planning the end of their life. Right. 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 Um, so so I think that's one of the challenges is to reframe it from retirement or exit to transition. Maybe your uncle transitioned three times. Maybe yes. he didn't retire three times. Right. It's right? true. Yeah. Right. Uh, but there are some other, there are some other reasons too. Um, uncertainty mm -hmm. and a lack of confidence in how to do that oh, yeah. is prevalent mm -hmm. in the, in this owner space. Yeah. The owner really is confident in understanding what their customer needs are, how to make their widget or deliver their service, really confident about that. They do that every day, 24-7 many times, yeah. right? But they've never transitioned to business. Yeah. So they don't know how. So yeah. there's a lack of confidence and there's an uncertainty. Mm -hmm. um, there's this um, practical mental trap of if I transition out of my business and I rely on the income stream that the business provides me, when I'm out of the business, how am I going to live? Right, right. That's where the wealth management, you know, financial planning piece 
kind of fits in. We have yeah. to bridge the gap of income versus a pile of capital that's going to provide income in a passive way. So mm -hmm. there's this income trap. Yeah. Um, certainly when you think of it as an exit or the end, most of us think we have a lot of years ahead of us. So right. it's not urgent. Right, right. There's no urgency to this kind of planning unless mm -hmm. we educate around things that I think we'll talk about, the five Ds, 50% yeah. of, of transitions happen unexpectedly, ready yes. or not, here it comes. So yeah. it's not urgent, at least in the owner's mind. Yeah. And there, um, there's a lack of information or education, I say. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we, uh, the, the bad word would be that the owner is misinformed. It, they're just, they lack the education of how mm -hmm. it happens, how this yeah. process unfolds. So yeah. I, that's those are kind of the reasons that pop to mind for me. And I, I think you know one other you know maybe on the softer side of things is you know people who own businesses, entrepreneurs, so much of their personal value and their identity comes through the work that they do and and yes. the business itself. You know, right. you, you meet someone new, there are two questions that you ask right away: How are you? or three questions, sorry. How are you? What's your name? And what do you do? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so when you, you, you take away one of those, those pillars of your personality, it's okay. What, what do I have left? What am I then? What's my personal yeah. value to, to the world. And that's, yeah. that's a really hard thing for a lot of people to, to, to overcome. Yeah. Well, and, and I we're think... back to, and we're back to personal growth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you're 100% right, Lou, because I mean, I was thinking too, you know, I've always, you know, said one of the things I've grappled with is that identity in my work. And, you know, I love my work. I love what I do. You guys love what you do, but I am not my work. And I think there, there's, I think there's a human um, element to this whole thing that, we begin to do that. We begin to identify, you know, I am a wealth advisor or I am an executive coach or I, and, and, and I think that we have to take our eyes off of that for a second because um, you know, I think that's, that's a, that's a big area of personal growth. You're, you're right, Lou, you know, it was interesting. There was a, uh, there was a quote in, in the book uh, walking to destiny um, uh, about, you know, this, this, this whole topic and the, 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 the quote was, who were you when you were somebody, when you used to be somebody? <laughs> and, you know, and, and it was it was talking about somebody on the golf course, you know, and, and they were, you know, kind of to your point, Sean, you know, the, the questions we ask people, but, you know, it almost in a different way. But I think that's sad. And I think it's it's really sad to be looking at people in that way. And um you know, um, th there's a couple of things that I, a couple of places, I guess I want to maybe go with, with, with this conversation. And, and that is talk a little bit about Lou, you talked about the, the five D's, you know, why do, why do things happen? Uh, or what, what are the five D's and, and let's just start there for a second. Yeah. So, so 50%, one out of two business transitions happen as a result of what we call the five D's. So the yeah. five D's are death, disability, divorce, 
distress in the business or in the economy that affects yeah. the business or disagreement among partners or shareholders in a business. Uh -huh. um, so those are the five D's and one out of two times a business ends or some significant change happens because of them. David, I know you have a personal story around this yeah. um, and, and we can probably cite many personally uh, yeah. that we've run into where um, it wasn't urgent, except it became urgent um, when one of these things happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yeah, and, and, and it was interesting because I, when I heard that statistic that 50% of these transitions happen, you know, unexpectedly, I, it shocked me, but then I was like, well, wait, wait a minute, David, you are part of one of those. And, and it's so true because, and I shared it, it. So if you're listening and you were at our inner circle summit recently, um, you heard me talk about this because, you know, on, on, on one day, I was a vice president of our of our company. I was the, the the number two person in our in our organization. I was a partner with my dad for nearly twenty years, and then the next day, my dad died suddenly, and I, suddenly I was the CEO, and I had to be the face of the organization, and and I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared emotionally. I wasn't prepared psychologically, um, and there were just there were a lot of things that um, my dad was grooming me for but he didn't have a formal plan and he didn't have a formal process. So from my perspective, from a leadership perspective, not even just a financial perspective, which I know we'll talk about, but from a leadership perspective, I think that this topic is so important to be preparing our people for, for, for these, these kinds of moments when, Hey, we never know from one moment to the next, next, I might get hit by a bus tomorrow. And, and all of a sudden, you know, you're up, <laughs> you know, right. you, you were on deck, but you're, you're now up. And so, um, I think it's really important to, to think about these things, but then we also have to have a process to, to take people through. Right. So I guess maybe, you know, talk a little bit about the process that you guys use to help business owners think about this transition and like, what's the, what's the framework that you guys use? Maybe, maybe I'll go to, go to Sean for that or, or Lou, go ahead. Either one. Well, I'm going to just, I'm just going to start Sean off and then I'll go quiet. But, you know, as, as you're talking, it occurs to me, I mean, we had the COVID pandemic as right. an example of one of the five D's. Mm -hmm. Yes. The COVID pandemic put some businesses out of business. Right. Because they're they weren't ready. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so there's no time like the present to kind of reflect on what's happened recently to say mm -hmm. our goal um, as exit planning advisors is to have every owner think about becoming ready for an event like that. One of the one yeah. of the five D's. Yeah. Okay. Because think about what happens if, you know, that day that you refer to, yeah. you know, when your dad passed, what happens in a business? The staff, the employees that work in that business, all of a sudden are shaken. What's nice. going to happen? Am I going to have a job? Am I going to have income for my family? Should yeah. I start looking for another job or leave yeah. this current shaky environment? Yeah. The customer base, the client base is wondering the same thing. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. from a value perspective, 
the business is at high risk of pretty significant decline in value if that readiness isn't present. Mm -hmm. From a community perspective, if a business like that disappears and people leave the community because they have to leave the community to find a job, the community is impacted. They're hoping that somebody fills the void, but startups are tough. Right. So there's a lot at risk. Um, So uh, the first, I guess the first step in the process is to develop this kind of awareness. This this awareness is real and should be a real catalyst to say, where do I start? How do I start? Uh, Go ahead, Sean. Go talk more about the process. Yeah, yeah. So really the... You said learning, but the the first step in the process is the discovery gate, right? Yeah. So what you got to do is you got to understand, you know, kind of like working out, you know, you got to get a baseline, right? So, you, yeah. can, you know, what's my waist look like? How's mm-hmm. my, you know, muscle percentage X, Y, Z, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to get baseline on the company, baseline on the, on the individual side. So you got to, you got to get a evaluation um mm-hmm. doesn't have to be anything fancy but you need to have a good enough starting point so that you can measure your improvement but also you want to start um assessing yourself from a readiness and attractiveness standpoint on the business so how likely am i to to get people to look at the business but also once you get under the hood, is it actually ready to go or is it just right. a nice museum piece? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but on the personal side, you got to make sure you're ready as well. So mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of self-discovery on what's your next act. What things are you doing right now that you want to keep doing or things that you aren't doing that you ought to be. Yeah. And then looking on the personal financial side to say, where are the gaps and where are the risks that could mm-hmm. derail you and, and, you know, derailed the deal. You know, the the number one reason why deals don't go through that could is because the owner gets cold feet, either because they're afraid they they aren't going to have enough money or they don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. So it's really important to balance those three legs of the stool, Mm -hmm. uh, which culminates in a prioritized action plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. so what, what happens is there are themes that start to emerge as to, you know, what the priorities need to be in order to improve the intangible value of the company, not just, not just necessarily the, the number side of things, you know, there, there are profitability gaps, there are value gaps, but, but where you get the value gap in the company is, is in that intangible side. Mm-hmm. And the intangibles, you know, we talk about four capitals, right? So there's, Human capital, you know the people you got. Um, customer capital, how diversified and strong is your customer base? Uh, your social capital, so uh, culture, mm-hmm. your brand, your way of operating, and then your your structural capital, which is you know kind of fixed assets and and process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think it's eighty percent of a company's value is related to those things. And really what those things are related to is, uh, well, uh, help me here, Lou, uh, quality of earnings going forward, uh, reliable, reliability. It's, it's the reliability. It's yeah. the reliability 
that the business can operate and grow yeah. at the same rate after transition events, whether it's one of the five D's or an intentional one right. as before. So, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, so, so it's the reliability of the business's continuity at the same track that it's mm -hmm. on. Okay. Right. But back to process we're Sean kind of started deep diving the the discovery gate, yeah. but we really yeah. think about it as three buckets. You discover where you are. It's kind of a, you know, a SWOT analysis, if you will. You discover sure. where you are, mm -hmm. what 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 your business is worth, and how you're situated personally, how mm -hmm. ready you are. Mm -hmm. Most all of us, I would say, all of us have things to work on. That sure. discovery gate highlights the most important priorities for us to get ready. Mm -hmm. Then we have the prepare cycle mm -hmm. where you're working on those most important things. Okay. Yeah. And as a business owner, you can be in the prepare cycle for 20 years. You know, when yeah. should you start transition planning or exit planning? The first day you own the business or start the business, right? Yeah. Sure. You know, you, you're working to prepare for um, readiness, for reliable transition for one year or 20 years or anything in between. Mm -hmm. OK, you're preparing, you're preparing, you're preparing, you're preparing. And then when an event happens, you get a phone call, an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. One of the five D's happens. You decide what the optimal way is to transition the business for your customers, for your employee base, for the community in which you operate and for the market. Yeah. Okay. So it's discover, prepare, decide. Discover is a non-negotiable first step. You got to find out where you are. The yeah. prepare gate is where the team comes together, the exit planning team, the uh, owner, and really gets to work kind of mm -hmm. quarter by quarter, year by year. Mm -hmm. So that when any opportunity presents itself, you're ready. Mm -hmm. This is all about driving to readiness. Yeah. That's that's what this whole process is about. Yeah, I think that's really important to understand is that it is a it, it's a it, a it's a process, but it's also a in a lot of ways it's a it's it's a um, a process that helps us to um, think ahead of time what what some of the eventualities could be. I mean, I, I always go back to my insurance days when I think about why do we buy insurance? Well, we buy insurance because we don't know what the future is. You know, life insurance, if 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 I die and 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 my family, you know, has need financial needs, I need to provide for those. If if right. uh, if you know if, if I'm going to transition the business at some point, which all of us are, if we're business owners, we're going to transition that business whether you know, it's, it's, right. it's on purpose or not. That's um, right. And so, you know, buying insurance or, or this pro taking this process, I think is, is, you know, really uh, paramount to um, just really part of running a business. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the, 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 the process of running a business. Um, I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's in my mind. That's where I, I think about this, this process. It occurs to me that there's a there's a pretty strong metaphor or similarity in physical fitness. Yeah. Okay. David, I know you work out every day. Right. Right. Why do you work out every day? You don't have to answer that. Some people might work out 
with intentionality that their goal is to run the Boston Marathon. Sure. So they have to assess where they are and then they know where they got to be. Right. And there's a date out there that they need to be ready for that date. Yeah. Okay. So that might be the owner that says, I want to sell my business in five years. How do I make it most attractive and ready to sell in five years? And that's a really clear workout plan. Yeah. Okay. Love that. But other owners and every other owner, in my opinion, like a doctor would say, yeah. ought to be working out because they may have to run around the yard with their grandkid, <laughs> right? And they yeah. want to be able to do that and not go to the hospital afterward, right? <laughs> right. Or, <laughs> or they're doing something in life that requires them to lift or stretch or move a certain way. So yeah. that's readiness kind of generally, right? Yep. General readiness. It's not necessarily for a race, mm -hmm. but it is so that they can live a more robust and rich life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the, it's just simply good business strategy. Improving readiness every day is yeah. making yourself the athlete that's ready for whatever comes at you. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the name of the game. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I, I, I love, I love that analogy and I love that metaphor because I think that just like a, you know, just like, you know, someone who is working out or has a, uh, a fitness plan, um, the, 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 the ultimate goal may change, you know, to your point, um, uh, right. Lou, you know, one day I might be training for a, a, a triathlon, but the older you get, you just want to stay, you know, healthy to stay out of the cardiologist's office. Right. And so, right. um, so those, 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 um, end goals change, but the, still the preparation is there. And so, right. um, I think, I think it's a great analogy, you know, the thing that we maybe we touched on, but haven't talked to, you know, uh, about is the psychological aspect of, of, of the owner preparing themselves for not being the owner or, you know, being less involved. How do you guys do that? What's the, like, what's the mechanism or the process that you guys use to really help that owner begin to really embrace that? Well, that leads into a, a, a broader discussion. Exit or transition planning is a team sport. Okay. Yeah. So we, you know, at our firm, we're primarily a wealth management firm with a team that focuses on exit and transition planning. Our skill set is about the numbers, the four C's, the discover gate, understanding the wealth gap, helping somebody prepare financially. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned earlier three legs of the stool. There's the personal leg, there's yeah. the personal financial readiness leg, and then there's the business attractiveness right. and readiness leg, right? So we work on the business side mm -hmm. and we work on the personal financial side. Yeah. But at, at the end of that discover gate, as, as Sean mentioned, there are priority themes that emerge. And that theme that you asked about right there is very prevalent. Mm running towards something, not away from your business, 
deciding what your next act is. How are you going to continue your personal growth journey Mm -hmm. when you're not the CEO of this company, right? We have to convene a team of experts that cover that. And we don't do that. David, I know that that is part of what you do for a living, right? You know, the executive coaching kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but there are people out there in our uh, network that we bring to the table based on personality matches to begin having the conversation. Certainly we function as amateur psychologists to start to talk during the, during the discover gate with the owners in real significant ways. If you weren't working, what do you do? What do you do Mm. when you're not working now? Do you have, I mean, and we're, what we're really trying to do is uncover whether there is or isn't a passion or set of passions that they can develop. If there's the absence of them, then that's a high priority on the list. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I thought, think often about presidents of the United States. Yeah. Right. That's the ultimate power job. Right. 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 The leader of the free world. We actually say that. Yeah. Right. 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 And then on on the first week of January, they're not. (laughs) Right. right. What happens then? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, so there are people that I'm sure are you know, past presidents have kind of tapped into to say, what are you going to do? Write a book, start mm-hmm. a foundation. You know, Jimmy Carter kind of comes mm-hmm. to mind. Yeah. Leave politics out of it. But if you think of Jimmy, Jimmy Carter today, you think of a philanthropist that's trying to help the world or right. Bill Gates. Yeah. Who intentionally transitioned out of Microsoft and he's now leading a foundation. I mean, yeah, it's okay. that kind of thing that we have to kind of connect people yeah yeah those kind of coaches we have to connect to owners well and and you know you you brought up something that i talked about in a in an episode episode or two ago and and it's really um this idea of finding your your worth outside of your work and being able to have a hobby i mean if if all we're doing is is working then, um, you know, what is, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't see the joy in life in that. And that may be just me, but I just, I think we all have to have some kind of a hobby outside of work and some kind of activities that drive us and that give us meaning and purpose outside of work. And so, um, I think this whole topic of, uh, and, and I love the fact that you guys t- taking it holistically. So the topic of, of the succession transition, planning and preparation is, is such um, an important topic. You know, one of the statistics, I mean, it's no, uh, you know, no surprise that the the baby boom generation is now, you know, getting ready to do that or actually not getting ready. They're doing it as we speak in, in the tune of, you know, trillions of dollars of transitions. And so, so much of this is uh, so timely. So I, I, I want to make sure that we get this this word out, and 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 I love the fact too that um, you know the Exit Planning Institute is helping to bring these these team members together in a in a forum that helps clients to to think about these things and begin to 
create these plans. So talk, maybe talk, uh, Sean, maybe talk a little bit about the, the exit planning Institute. Like what, you know, why did you guys bring it to Pittsburgh and, and, and why is it, I, I know it's in a number of different uh, cities ar- around the country, you know, why the exit planning Institute? Well, uh, the exit planning Institute, um, is the issuing body for one of the, uh, for the letters of the alphabet soup that's behind both mine and, and Lou's names, uh, for certified exit planning advisor, but exit planning Institute. And, and you've, you've, you've seen this in, in the book, walking to destiny. One of the big things they talk about is that not everyone, or you, you can't be an expert in everything, right? Sure. So when you're trying to help the owner the best you can, you can't be a jack of all trades, master of none. You need to be Mm -hmm. an elite team and you need to bring in people that are going to help get the owner from point A to point B in the best way that you you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the purpose of of these chapters. It's it's a a two-sided purpose. It's one to help you find your teammates, find the the competent individuals that are serious about working in this space, serious about helping owners, and then also upping the game. So when you get that many people together, when you get 50, 100 people together, all doing this every single day, there's a lot of sharing that happens. There's a lot of best practices. And slowly we start to raise the bar so that, you know, instead of, uh, you know, uh, seven out of 10 businesses not selling and just closing the doors, we can eventually start to reverse that trend and and get owners to think more intentionally and, and help them live happily ever after. Mm. Uh, there's a big community component to this too, because sure. as you mentioned, if a business closes its doors, um, the employees don't have jobs, the community loses their income, um, it's not just the owner and, and his yeah. family that are affected. It's an economic um, one, right? It's economic. Yeah. yeah. yeah sure. and, and, and Pittsburgh's been through that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, we, we got lucky. We, we had a renaissance. We have a little bit of a rebirth with tech, yes. but what happened in the seventies and, and eighties was a lack mm-hmm. of preparation. Yeah lack of you know the outside unseen force from you know other other countries cheaper steel but mm-hmm. you know same thing could could happen today it, we yeah. we can't we can't repeat history yeah 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 for sure and it's more and it's more urgent now i would say than it was then because we have two generations the baby boomers yeah and the next generation after baby boomers the generation uh the gen yes. x the yeah. Gen X generation and the baby boomers are holding on till their last breath right. before they transition. So many of them are kind of late to the game. There are a lot of reasons mm-hmm. for that. Not all about them. Some of it was about econ- economical events that started, you know, with the, the great crash of 2008. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. But, but that generation is, has started and will continue to accelerate toward transition. Right. The Gen Xers are more life balance um, mm-hmm. kind of uh, generation. So mm-hmm. they're not all about the CEO of the business. I, I own the business. That's my. That's who I am. Yeah. 
there it's about life balance and i i use that term instead of work life balance work yeah. is important life is important it's about life balance for them and they yeah. actually look at their businesses more like an investor looks at an investment and they yeah. want to intentionally transition starting in their mid 50s oh wow so i'm not going to work until i'm 75 mm -hmm. i'm i want to transition the first time when i'm 55 or 58 and that mm -hmm. generation is there now so we're serving two generations. Wow. Our advisory community is serving two generations. Yeah. Um, if we fail, the businesses don't transition, the customers don't get served, the employees are not in a stable work environment, and communities could fall. Yeah. Right. I mean, not to be gloom and doomish, but we have really important work to do. Right. Um, and that goes back to the chapter, the, the, the exit planning Institute chapter in Pittsburgh. I think there's 29 or 30 across the country mm -hmm. and that larger community connects our businesses and owners today with that larger community. So advisors that participate in that yeah. group, not only de develop their own team members in their community, but if a business owner has an operation across the country halfway, we mm -hmm. can tap into the larger community and say, hey, are there team members out there? Mm -hmm. Because they have chapters that are involved and there's a whole lot of connection that can mm. go on um, much easier today than ever before. So we are, uh, you know, the chapter's missions. We're going to launch another chapter north of Pittsburgh, kind of straddling the Pittsburgh, uh, the Pennsylvania, Ohio line nice. in early 24. And hopefully launch chapters across our footprint, JFS's footprint in Pennsylvania. That's kind of my BHAG, yeah. if you will. Sure. Uh, you know, the you know, a vision that that I have. Um, so that we can develop vibrant communities of advisors that follow a standard methodology, have some common understanding of how these teams come together, mm. because each one of those advisors touch potentially hundreds of business owners. And that's how we can reach into the business owner community. So we're up in the game. We're mm -hmm. developing the community and the team for this really yeah. big why. Yeah. Gosh, Lou, I love that because, you know, I, I think of when I think of community and I think of a community of advisors and a team, it's, it's, it's really the, the idea of, I, I always bring this to, to uh, my thought process is the, the power of the mastermind. It's, you know, Andrew exactly. Carnegie started it, you know, and, and so it's, it well, he didn't start it, but he, he was a huge proponent of it. He framed and it. Yeah. He framed it. Absolutely. And bringing together all of these, these advisors who are like-minded and have a sole purpose of helping those business owners to be able to think into and create this, this plan, this planning and the actual transition in a way that is methodical and has a process to it. And uh, it, I mean, it's so important and, and, and having these community uh, chapters is, is I think so, so important because to your point, Sean, it ups the game because anytime we're in a mastermind environment, you know, I'm going to challenge you, you're going to challenge me my thinking is going to increase. And so I think that having um, just the community come together for the purpose of, of learning together, 
growing together and really uh, choosing to help uh, business owners is, I think it's so powerful and important. And, and Lou, you know, something that you said that I, I didn't really think about, but it, we, we have the baby boomer generation, but then the Gen X generation they're you know, that they're both in that, that time frame, And, and so if we don't transition these businesses well, I mean, it could have economic impact. I mean, real economic impact. So I, I do think that it's really, really important for all business owners to be thinking about this. You know, there was a question in my mind um, a, a moment ago that I, I guess I, I take for granted, like, who are the advisors? Who are the people who are involved? Obviously, when I think of, you know, a, like a business transaction or a transition, I'm thinking lawyers, I'm thinking accountants you know, wealth advisors. Um, but like who else is involved in that? What, you know, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about that for a second. Yeah. So the ones you rattled off the CPA, the attorney, the, the wealth advisor, those are the easy ones to, to think about. Sure. Um, if you uh, going back to athletic sports kind of analogy, yeah. you know, at, at the center of it is, the, the uh, if you're a football team, right? A quarterback is the most important player on the field. Mm -hmm. He can win or lose the game for you. That's the owner, right? Yeah. But the owner, the owner makes the decisions in real time. But you need coaches, right? You need right. someone overseeing the entire process. So that's kind of your certified exit planning advisor, or even just you know someone. It doesn't even have to be a SEPA, but just someone that's making sure all the pieces are moving in the same direction. Mm -hmm. um, another one that that maybe isn't thought of um, in the same light, but in addition to someone overseeing the whole thing, there needs to be a value growth advisor, someone dedicated just to the mm -hmm. business and helping them achieve their goals and, and priorities. And that's just that's just layer one. So that's, that's kind of like the non-negotiable as Lou said yeah. uh, of your team on top of that. Hey, Sean, before you go yeah. there. So, so the, the, the tax accountant. Yeah. Main job is to make sure that in a transition, the owner keeps as much as the owner can. Right. On the attorney side, there's two kinds of attorneys primarily that are involved. There's the deal attorney, right? the documents on the transition, mm -hmm. okay, or buy-sell agreements or note, right, drafters and 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 mm -hmm. legal uh, eagles, if you will. Yeah. And then there's the trust and estate expert uh, to make right. sure that the estate plan of the owner is integrated. So mm -hmm. the two kinds of an attorney, of attorneys, there's the tax advisor. The wealth advisor is really all about the personal side, right? Can you accumulate the capital necessary to provide a passive income stream after the paycheck stops, right? right That's really right. kind of where the, the wealth advisor is. Mm -hmm. Talk, uh, Sean talked about the business value consultant. We love EOS implementers, but there yes, are other right. value consult consultants mm -hmm. out there. EOS Worldwide is a brand that does it the same way with high quality all the time. Mm -hmm. um, that's core team. Yeah. And that's what their roles are. But that go ahead, Sean, to your then, teams. There's a lot of others. Yeah, there's there's a we have this giant list that we we have where you start going through, you know, the insurance agents, you know, personal, commercial, yeah. um, 
stock, uh, family counselors, um, mm -hmm. the personal coach, the executive personal coach. coach. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so depending on what the needs are of the business and, and, um, you know, what that profile looks like, you're not going to need these people all the time. Like you're not always going to need your real estate advisor yeah. to keep reviewing your lease every six sure. months if it's a 10 year lease, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But when it's time to bring them in, you want to make sure you have that person ready up to speed and knows what their role is on the, on the field. Well, and it's, you know, as you're, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's using a sports analogies, of course, here in Pittsburgh, we're sport, we're all about sports. I mean, you got a kicker, he's coming in, it's three seconds to go. You got to know that that your job is to get that ball through those uprights, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, care how far away it is. Let's kick yeah. the ball. <laughs> yeah. You have the core team and then you have the special teams. Yeah. And, and, and when the special team time comes, there's a lot riding on it. Right. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Better pick them right. 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 Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, 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 this whole topic has, has fascinated me and I think it's really important. And I think it's, it's an important um, component of growth, not only just value creation, but growth personally, professionally, um, all the way around for, for every business owner. And I, I guess the one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and, and, and I'll ask you guys too, what haven't we talked about that for in, in your minds, but the one thing that I think about is preparing that next generation. So, you know, we talked about the boomers, the Gen X, we've got the millennials, and then we've got the Gen Zs. And, and so, you know, you've got the, the 40 year olds, the 30 year olds and the 20 year olds. How are we preparing the, 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 those other generations, the younger generations. And, and I guess maybe why is that even important if it is? It's extremely important. They're one of the four C's. Okay. So what makes a business reliably growing and profitable mm. and sustainable is the development of people coming up through the organization. Okay. Um, you have to have, you have to be constantly assembling and developing that team. Mm -hmm. You have to think of, of uh, you know, a, a lack of a better um, term. You have to kind of use the backfill analogy. Sure. You know, you have to identify um, if you have somebody who's the next leader who has the leader competencies. Right. Who is the financial, the next financial guru of an organization who can drive the top line of the next organization? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'll take our little team at JFS as an example. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even before we formed our business growth and transitions team, my role was president of advisory services. So I had to um, create a team structure across our footprint. And I had to identify who the team leaders were, were going to be and sure. that each team had um, diversity in its age base mm -hmm. so that when a senior advisor retired or got hit by the proverbial bus, there was an associate advisor or a younger advisor that was on every client with them. Yeah. So that even if they disappeared, the client didn't feel it much. Right. They may cry for the guy that got hit 
Right. Or gal that got hit by the bus, yeah. but that family didn't miss a beat from an advice an advice side. Mm-hmm. In you, you know, in our team, Sean and I, there there are about thirty years that spread us. Sure, sure. Okay, so so a big part of my intentionality, and this is true. Yeah, I hope you don't mind me sharing, Sean. But <laughs> a, a big part of my intentionality is. Weekly, I try to impart the experience. It's not that I'm smarter. Right. I've just been around longer. I've seen more things. I have more stories. Mm-hmm. And I try to impart those stories to Sean so he doesn't have to experience them to grow. Right. It's so important. So that so that if something happened to me tomorrow, mm-hmm. everybody that we're serving continues to be served. It's Sean's responsibility. We have two associate advisors on our team to develop them. Mm, yeah. For the, John, you've been around for eight years now. Eight years. Yeah. Right. Mm, love it. To, to, to grow that they've been around one or two. So to grow them as fast as possible. So we're in mm. the growth space, David. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You so know, right. we, yeah. and every owner, in every business should be thinking about that intentionally yeah. every day. Yeah, I had a mentor yeah. 25 years ago. We were sitting at a bar having a drink after work one day. I didn't work with the guy. He was a client of mine. Yeah. And he said these words. He said, Louie, the best owners think about their exit every day. Mm, wow. And do something about it. Um, and this guy was a serial entrepreneur that was very successful. So uh, yeah. after that, um, I love because it. of how he thought about it. So, you know, lessons learned along the way. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're, you're living the message yourself. You're, you're, you're growing, you know, guys like Sean in your business and, and Sean is then in turn, you know, growing the other leaders within your business, because uh, without that, you know, it's you. You be like the uh, what is it? The, uh, the 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 cobbler's son has no shoes, but yeah, you know, right. You, right. you got to live the message, right? Right. So right. yeah, I love that. Well, guys, I, I thank you so much for for taking some time to be here today. What's something that we haven't talked about that maybe you think is important for the audience to 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 know to think about, and, and maybe even where do they go to get some more resources? Uh, you know, about this topic of of really transitioning. Uh, I'll start, Sean, and you can you can kind of tag on. So, if you're an advisor and listening, the the first th- and interested or are 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 playing in this space, serving business owners around transition. If you're serving business owners, I would encourage you to think about serving business owners around transition because there's a huge market need. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe that's one thing that we haven't talked about, David, yeah. is the need. Yeah. Um, but there's a huge market need. We kind of touched on it with the two generations. But the first thing that you should do is find that Exit Planning Institute chapter and come mm-hmm. and start to participate in the collaboration and the conversations. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, um, you know, the, the market need, you know, I'll just kind of tick some things down. 80 to 90 percent of an owner's wealth is generally trapped in their company. Mm, yeah. So from a financial stake perspective, the owner needs to transition well. Yeah. 
um, or the next act isn't going to be well funded. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, 60% of owners don't understand the transition options. It's not always the sell, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it can be transition to the next generation. It can be to keep the business and have sure. a, have an, uh, 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 a next generation management team operate it. But 60% don't understand their options. Mm. 80% haven't engaged with a formal transition advisory team. So they don't even have the team together. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Deepa's going to help form that team. Um, you talked about the profound regret a year after what we're trying to do is change that statistic. Sure. Um, 40%. And I actually think this number is a bit higher than this research. It's a little bit out of date, but 40% of owners um, want to sell or transition within five years. Mm. So let's just say half want to do it in five years, but 80% don't have a team and 60% don't understand the options. So how exactly how do those two (laughs) things connect? Connect, Um, 30% have no plans to transition at all. Mm. And we just said 50% of all Transitions happen by accident, five by Ds. Default. Yeah, right. yeah, right. So, uh, I think the, the 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 answer to your question, short answer, is take some action now. Yeah. On our website, there's a lot of resources yeah. um, in the in the business exit and transition space. Um, the Exit Planning Institute has a website. You can tap into the chapters themselves. I guess that would be. We're all pause and, and see if Sean yeah, has, EPI has a has a lot on LinkedIn as well. Um, oh, yeah, good. Plenty of resources out there. Um, Walking to Destiny. If you haven't read that book, that's a good way to. As, as you're as you hold it up. <laughs> <laughs> People awesome. that know me know that I'm a, I'm a huge reader, so I'm, I'm I'm working my way through this one right now. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> well, yeah. guys, thank you so much. I, I just have to say, you know, that I, so yes, I, I, I'm an executive coach, but this is important to me because I, I, I see these business owners and they're thinking about these things. And, you know, as one of their confidants, they're talking to me about the next generation. They're talking about preparing. They're talking about some of the things that we talked about today but they don't necessarily always know where to go. And so you guys are great resources. The Exit Planning Institute is a phenomenal resource. And, you know, I just want to encourage those of you who are listening, if you're a business owner, uh, get in touch with these guys, get in touch with the Exit Planning Institute, come to uh, the events. Uh, I'm, I'm a part of the events. I, I, I came to the, uh, the kickoff here in Pittsburgh in, uh, in October and looking forward to uh, the, the, the coming, yeah, Thursday, actually, yeah, tomorrow, as we're recording this tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so uh, please, please uh, get involved because this is an important topic, not only from your own personal, uh, personal perspective, but also the professional perspective and the community perspective as well. So um, thank you guys for, for being here. Thank you for shedding light on this important topic. And, and really, I think stretching our thinking about, you know, it, it's almost like life insurance. Nobody really wants to think about our demise and, but, but we got to do it anyway, because it's, 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 it's what's needed. And so I think that this is what's really needed. This is a growth space for many business owners. So appreciate you guys, Sean, uh, Lou, thanks for being here. 
Thank you, David. David, thank you.